we pull this one off today, we have made history. Maybe this hey, 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 welcome to the HarmoCast. I'm Dean Martin, your host. Back among the living after several weeks of work pressures and, and losing my voice and taking, I don't know how many different drugs, uh, but I am just about back to 100% and glad to have you tune in and join us today. Coming up, we have an interview with Chuck McKeever talking about uh, choreography and especially the Harmonizers uh, Retreat Weekend coming up. I did want to mention Harmony College East and part of Harmony College East is the Barbershop Youth uh, Harmony Festival, Barbershop Harmony Youth Quartet Camp, actually, uh, which is part of uh, Mid-Atlantic District's Youth and Harmony Program. And I just finished up an interview with uh, Tony Colosimo and Mike Fasano, and uh, that'll be coming out in a couple days, talking more specifically about that program. But I wanted to just challenge you. There's only a couple days left to register for that. Uh, I wanted to challenge you maybe as an individual or get a couple guys in your chapter together and sponsor a young person or maybe even a co- sponsor an entire quartet. Allow them to go down there for the weekend, uh, be immersed in the hobby for a couple days, learn what barbershop is all about. I wish that I had been exposed to barbershop much earlier in my uh, in my life. And what better way to ensure the continuation of this great hobby than to expose some young people to to it early in life? And uh, just wanted to challenge uh, some individuals or maybe some chapters to look into that. I'll have a link in the show notes on the website, harmacast.com. Find a couple young singers around you and uh, send them down there for the weekend. I think it'd be a great thing to do. Also wanted to mention the upcoming Choir of the World concert. There's only a few seats left in that. Uh, AlexandriaHarmonizersPresent.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. Go over there, grab a ticket or two if you have not gotten a seat yet. It's a concert that you are not going to want to miss. Coming up, our interview with Chuck McKeever. I hope we never part, my love. But if we ever part, my love, then I Keep the memory of the way you wear your hat, your hat, the way you sip your tea, your tea, the memory of all that, all that. No, no, they can't take that away from me. Well, we are pleased to have on the line today uh, Chuck McGeever. Uh, Chuck has been. A harmonizer since 1987. His current position, I think, is called riser captain, but uh, I know Chuck is kind of the choreo guy for the chorus. He's uh, there an hour early for some of us guys who need some help getting up to speed and uh, does choreo run-throughs for an hour before the official practice begins. Uh, And any time throughout the evening, if he sees we're drifting off of the plan a little bit, he'll jump out in front of the chorus and uh, get us back on track. So... Chuck, uh, glad to uh, have you online here this evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's my pleasure to talk with you tonight. Well, thanks, Chuck. I, I know you have your hands in a number of different things in the chorus, but uh, the one that I see the most uh, is the choreo side of things. I know you're involved in a lot of different angles of that. Mostly, it seems like you're the liaison between the our uh, presentation coaches and the chorus itself, you know, make sure we're doing, uh, keeping with the plan. How did you ever get started in that side of the uh, chorus? Well, uh Back in the, in the 90s, probably somewhere around 95, 96, I became an assistant quad leader 
quad leaders in our chorus are uh, guys that take one quarter of the chorus and make sure they're performing choreo and doing the, the emotions and all those things that go with presenting a piece of music. So I got involved in that fashion back then and uh, <clears throat> was greatly involved in 1998 when we went to Atlanta and won our last gold medal. And uh, it was pretty exciting to be involved in that fashion. And then things have progressed and uh, I was asked somewhere around 2003 to be in charge of all those quad leaders. So I became kind of a, a subcommittee chairman for presentation. That's what it was called back then. And uh, the only things that I maybe do more than what you said is just that I'm in charge of those quad leaders and I make sure they're up to speed so they can give good feedback to the chorus members. And we're also in charge of putting written plans for choreography for songs out to the chorus. And now in this great age of technology, we're also responsible for putting videos of rehearsal for contest songs and other songs out to the chorus. Uh, we, we prepare them and get them out so they can look at themselves perform. So that's been a huge uh, advance in what we're able to provide for the chorus members. So I'm kind of in charge of all that stuff, but I've got lots of people helping me. Well, this, uh, of course, is the first chorus that I've been involved in that videos uh, rehearsals each week and gets those out within a day or two to the chorus members to you know to see what they're doing and make sure that they uh, look like they think they are looking. Uh, and, of course, with the chorus this, this large, you know, you need multiple cameras, which I hadn't thought, you know, just one camera certainly would not be able to see much of what each individual guy was doing. But uh, when did you start doing the, the, the video and using four cameras to uh, to, sh to record each quad? Well, uh, <clears throat> when did we start it? Uh, we put those in last calendar year. Okay. So that would be in 2009. We purchased them at the beginning of the year. Uh, it took a while to get started, but toward the end of the year, we were putting videos out so that guys could see how the choreography was being performed for any given song. It then progressed to being a, a tool to be used to qualify people visually. The harmonizers go through a qualification, <clears throat> excuse me, a qualification process, uh, both, both vocally and visually, to, to earn the right to go on stage at International. And so the cameras have been just invaluable in showing the guys how they're performing because the camera doesn't lie. So if you make the guy watch the camera, he can see what he's doing wrong. So it's not a matter of you're having to tell him. So what we've had, what we've done is we've had each guy turn in a self-evaluation of his performance and then the quad leader then gives him feedback and tells him what he should do to improve and what the biggest priorities are and then they submit another qualification uh, evaluation of themselves the next time that they are videoed. And that, that process has worked very well. And I'd like to think it's kind of put us a little bit ahead of where we usually are because 
the guys have something they can really tangibly look at to improve themselves. Yeah, well, I know this wasn't what we were going to talk about tonight, but I think uh, talking, just want to say one more thing about the evaluations. The vocal and visual self-evaluations, I'm not sure who came up with that idea, but it really does take the the responsibility and the accountability and takes it off the section leader or quad leader's hands and puts it squarely on each individual performer because, you know, you are responsible for watching the video and, and you know, grading yourself in each of those categories or evaluating each of those categories and uh, also for vocal uh, performance, you know, recording yourself and then listening to that recording and going through the, the points on the evaluation sheet. And then when you turn those in, it makes the section leader or quad leader more of a, of a coach, you know, there to help you with maybe some areas that you, you know, you need to improve on. You're just not sure how, and uh, really think it's a, uh, it's a great uh, program. Well, it all has to do with the per- personal accountability. And, and I think that the guys in the chorus now, have a, a greater sense of that than they've ever had before. And I think it's a very positive move forward. Uh, I don't I don't hear anybody really complaining about it much. Yeah. Well, uh, along with all the stuff that you do uh, choreo-wise, I also found out that you are in charge of planning the Chorus Retreat Weekend. And since... Uh, I've never been a part of a course retreat weekend before. I thought it would be fun to get you on the phone and just talk about what all's involved in that um, and, uh, you know, what the weekend's going to look like, what's the planning, you know, what's involved in, in your side of it, planning it. You know, like I say, it's a new concept to me. I assume it's an annual tradition of the course. Uh, how many years have you been doing the, the retreat weekend? Well, uh, the chorus has been in, been having contest retreats since before I became a member in 1987. Our our first success in competition began in the late 70s, and very quickly we started calling, qualifying for international contests. I know retreats started somewhere before the first gold medal, which was in 1986. I'm just not sure which year that was, but since I've joined the chorus, we've always had contest retreats to prepare for for international contests. We usually have this retreat approximately a month before we actually go to international. We found that that's a good uh, length of time prior so that we can work on what we've been coached to do at that retreat. Is there just a single retreat weekend each year just for contest? We have one for international contest and then we have had like many uh, retreats for district contests but we don't actually go and stay overnight. We'll just work all on a weekend day we will work all day. Well, I assume that one of the primary goals, of course, is preparation of the contest package. But what are some of the other goals uh, or outcomes that you look to achieve with the uh, with the retreat weekend for the chorus? Well, uh, you know, we, we work very hard. We have a, a we we create time blocks both on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon and then a smaller time block on Saturday evening 
and we really intensely rehearse uh, and we get coached generally by a coach that leans toward the singing side of things. Uh, the, the, the choreography by that time is in pretty good shape and so we try to bring, bring up the level of performance on the singing side. But I think after running many retreats, I, I think I've been running retreats for about eight years now. I think a, what we also try to do is create a sense of pursuing a common goal together and building that esprit de corps all the way to international. And it starts with the retreat because we're, we're you know, you can't get away from each other because we're all there together working very hard on this thing. Um, so we, we're creating a really good sense of fellowship in a friendly but a very intense way. We're challenging each other to perform with excellence. I think that's a very, very important part of what we're doing, as well as getting coached and rehearsing. Plus, you know, we, we all rehearse on Tuesday night, and for most of us, that, and except for when we go out and perform to the public, that's the only time we see each other. So the retreat is also a very, very good opportunity to get to know each other better. And I, I can say personally, I've built some pretty good friendships by getting to know people better at a retreat. And then we have really a great party on Saturday evening after we're done for the day. And it usually starts about 8.30 or 9. And we just kind of kick back, relax, and have some eats and have some beers and, and uh, relax. And... So the fellowship continues. So I think that's also an extremely important part of what we do on a retreat week, weekend. And then the, there's another session Sunday morning. Oh, well, you know, we wrap up on Sunday morning. Uh, the retreat's over by Sunday noon. So after breakfast, we have one last very intense uh, session and wrap up. And and the one thing I left out is I always have some inspirational. Uh, speakers, which I usually pick myself, I ask guys to get in front of the chorus and tell them what they think this, this whole process is all about and what winning is all about. And I'm not talking about winning medals. I'm just talking about winning and performing to the best of your ability. And so that, that happens too, and it's usually really good stuff. I see that David Wright is the, the coach for this year's uh, weekend retreat. Um, what What's the process that you use to decide? I know you mentioned you, tr you try to lean toward a singing category judge. What what's process do you go through to decide who uh, you'll invite uh, as a coach each year? I believe that the, the, the biggest part of decision on who we get is based on two things. The, the, the musical director of the chorus has a large hand in picking who he wants to come and coach us. He, of course, is advised by the music leadership, mostly uh, the music vice president of the chapter. But it's also predicated on who's available because, you know, these people have busy schedules. You have to ask them way in advance. And we've had some very, very good coaches. We're very, very fortunate to get David Wright to come and be our retreat coach coach again this year we had him last year uh he was just outstanding uh he has a real sense of being able to communicate 
what we need to do in our singing. Uh, I was so impressed with him last year. But so it's it's really just it's a it's mostly a decision by the musical director and who's available at the time. And then you put the two together and try to get them there. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that you really appreciated uh, David Wright's coaching last year. And, uh, of course, last night, uh, this is Wednesday when we're recording this, last night Brandon Guyton coached the chorus and uh, just a phenomenal evening. And, uh, you know, as I thought about that today, I thought, you know, it really does have to take a, a special kind of person to be able to communicate with that many guys and really pull, um, you know, the next level of excellence out of uh, out of guys at so many different, you know, I assume we are all in at a different place in, in our uh, advancement as singers and as, uh, as good um, uh, choral singers. But, you know, last night Brandon was just able to, with a couple little uh, techniques, uh, make some amazing differences in the sound. I don't know if you wanted to comment about that a little bit. Well, I, I think that the reason he was so successful last evening and, and, and also the reason any coach is successful is he can put what he's trying to get us to do in, in, in terms that are understandable to the guys on the risers. And Brandon is very good at that, so is David. Uh, Brandon was able to put vocal technique, very complicated things about the vocal apparatus in very simple terms that were understandable. And then we turned right around and did what he asked us to do, which was just amazing to me last night because we were able to accomplish what he was trying to get us to do. David's like that too. He 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 seems to be able to bring out the best of you because he explains it in terms you can understand. Yeah, I've only I've only met David a couple times, but never been under uh, his coaching. So I'm really looking forward to the weekend. Um, Alexandria has added a lot of new guys in the last nine months to a year, and of course I'm one of them, so I wasn't part of things before, but. How do you uh, how do you feel that we are progressing as a group, and and what's it going to take to get uh, to get us all? You know, I mentioned earlier we're all at different levels. Uh, what's it going to take to get everyone on the same page, in sync, and you know, prepared to communicate two uh, fantastic songs to the audience in Philly? I think it, it's a number of things. Uh, I think one of them is that the people that are coming to rehearsal including all those new people you're talking about they come to rehearsal willing to listen and learn and progress they're willing to put the time in at rehearsal what do i think is going to get us where we want to go people need to do the same thing at home away from rehearsal they need to work on those things that we try to give them every week so that they're prepared for the next rehearsal so that we don't have to take any step back, steps backwards each week. We can go forward. I think that with, with the program that we have and the feedback ability that we have uh, to give these guys what they need to do from week to week, uh, what, what I see happening is a, a terrific response to what we're trying to put across. And it's, it's, it's really gratifying because I think we're, we're doing better at that than we've ever done before. And, 
I'm very excited about it because I think we're a little bit a little bit ahead of the game, and uh, it means that we can work on the real picayune things that really make a huge difference when you get to the level we're at. So I think we have more opportunity to work on those things that are going to take the level up as we progress in the next weeks before we get to Philadelphia. Well, the only other question I had uh, here written down, Chuck, was uh, were you ever a, a drill sergeant in the Army? Because uh, <laughs> when you're in front of the chorus from time to time barking out choreo moves, you kind of have that drill sergeant tone to your voice. No, <laughs> I, I was never a drill sergeant, but uh, I just have this attitude that the best way to learn things is to repeat them over and over again. and. I think when you're trying when you're trying to get people to do things like that, you get them used to the way you are, and if you're the same way all the time, and that's very insistent and very very much wanting to repeat and make sure they have it right, and then have them do it again to make sure they have it right, it has a really good effect. And so I guess it's not much it's not much related to being a drill sergeant. It's just, that's my way of doing things. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate Chuck, what you do uh, ahead of the regular chorus uh, rehearsal, the choreo sessions that you run an hour ahead. Uh, it's not, uh, choreo is not really something that's been part of my life experience up to this point. So it's all rather new to me and I need uh, that extra time uh, working on it. The first couple times we ran through stuff, I thought, yeah, this is going to take forever for me to catch this. But uh, after a number of uh, sessions there ahead of regular course practice and of course the uh, repetition during the rehearsal evening, uh, I pretty much have it down. So uh, I did uh, want to thank you for uh, for the effort that you put into those. I just think that uh, it's it's really fun to see the guys in the chorus responding to what all of us in the music leadership are trying to get get across to them. And I just see a better culture in the chorus now than I, I think I've ever seen before. Uh, people are much more responsive I don't see a whole lot of thin skins anywhere anymore. People people listen to your criticism rather than getting upset about your criticism. So that that's a big step. So uh, I think it's all part of where we're going, and uh, and it's, I just get a better feeling of we're really doing it together, and. Uh, we're all enjoying doing it together. So. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you spending some time with me here this evening, Chuck, and uh, looking forward to the retreat wake weekend. And hey, we're uh, we're on our way and headed to Philly. So. Great. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll give them some harmonizer magic in Philly. <laughs> all right, Chuck. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a great evening. You too. We'll see you. Goodbye, my Coney Island. Well, thanks for tuning into the Harmacast today. Don't forget to uh, go online and get your tickets to the Choir of the World concert coming up June 27th. There's only a few tickets left, so uh, make sure you grab those tickets. It's a show that you are not going to want to miss. Uh, also, uh, Harmony College East coming up June uh, 17th to the 20th. Grab a ticket for yourself, and also, if you have the means, uh, sponsor a youth or youth quartet. Uh, you know how much fun it is to be immersed in barbershop 
harmony for a couple days time what better way to uh, ensure the continuance of the hobby by uh, sponsoring a couple youth or a youth quartet uh, maybe get some guys in your chapter together and do it as a chapter project but there's only a couple days left to get those registration forms in Harmony College East is one of my favorite things to do each year, so sometime around 10.30 or 11 p.m. up to 3 or 4 in the morning, I'll be out in the quad uh, singing tags and uh, hope to uh, see you there. No, I will never come to my senses.